0: episode two the elevate cleveland podcast kicking off chris i know you're excited it's like christmas day for you man you're like a kid in the candy store (laughs) christmas
1: day times two baby that's right
0: and (laughs) and and, uh we got an awesome guest today awesome guest i've had the pleasure of knowing mr zach buckeye for some time now um zach first of all one hell of a story one hell of uh, just an amount of discipline with this guy here we're gonna get into all that but first and foremost Introduce yourself to our viewers, let them know who it is you are, and uh, we'll just roll on from there. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, What's up, guys? So my name is Zach Buckeye. I'm an entrepreneur, bodybuilder, uh, former engineer, Mm -hmm. um, University of Akron graduate, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm here to kind of just tell my story about my business, Buckeye Brownies. Awesome. And man.
1: anyone who is not watching this on YouTube, if you're listening right now, <laughs> this dude is uh, literally the human representation of an armored vehicle. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. That's <laughs> dude, right. seriously because you 'cause you're a bodybuilder. I am, yeah, yeah,
2: I could be a bodybuilder. Yep. When did you mm-hmm.
1: so let me just ask you that? Like, when mm-hmm. did you get into bodybuilding?
2: Um so I mean I've always always been into lifting and stuff. Uh, played uh, high school football and baseball. So that kind of got that's kind of where it originated from. But I always wanted to like manipulate how I look. I've always wanted to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the magazines. I always wanted to be yeah. like big and buff. So once I got to college, that's when I kinda started actually learning like how to train properly, how to eat properly um, and like dedicating certain weeks, months, etc. You actually see your body transform. So my first competition I ever competed in was uh, in fall 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, was, uh, I ended up competing at like I was 143 pounds
1: yeah. on stage. So how, how old were you when you first competed? I
2: was about 22 years old.
1: 22. And how old are you now? I'm um, 28. Gotcha. So you've been doing this for a while.
2: Yeah, about six years. Um, it's fun. It's cool seeing your body transform over time. Um, and yeah, no, it's it's, it's, a, it's a fun little gig. So,
0: Do you think, I mean, I have to imagine, Zach, because it's not like you're just doing this just for the hell of it right this is not just some shits and giggles hobby like you're literally balls to the wall with your bodybuilding and again we're gonna dive mad deep into that but i have to imagine that going from sports into bodybuilding like there's some sick competitive thing in you that just like it's all within yourself now yeah you get up on stage and and you're competing against other people but it's really you every day in the mirror is that just like do you have a super competitive bug in you is that why sports resonated with you and now you're in bodybuilding
2: so it's actually funny you said that dom uh so i actually grew up wrestling I, mm. I wrestled for like three or four years when i was let's go uh six six to ten <laughs> years old but ironically i couldn't handle losing mm-hmm. it was all on me mm. and i ended up quitting and uh, and i love the team sport atmosphere but then as i kind of got into high school and college like group projects team sports i i started like gravitating towards like like man, like managing everybody man mm-hmm. telling everybody what to do everybody mm-hmm. like hey mm-hmm. guys this is the game plan this is what we got to do so once i got into bodybuilding i, I knew hey i can control every every aspect training mm-hmm. nutrition diet sleep supplementation i can control all those things to, to yield a specific huh. goal so it was funny how things ended up changing um yeah. and yeah there's the com- competitive mindset of um i see other people on social media they look so crazy i lo- like I, I feel so far behind them so um you kind of just stay you're you're i'm a, i stay always motivated and kind of pushing myself to kind of just become like the best I can be. Um, and the cool thing about bodybuilding is that really the sky is the limit. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you can essentially be building muscle for 10, 20, 30 years. You could, you could get as lean as you possibly can mm-hmm. and yeah. get even try to get leaner after you hit that mark. So um, so yeah, it, it is you versus you. It is all like what you see in the mirror, um, but it's just the fact that you can like control all those, those uh, attributes. You don't have to rely on anybody else um, if you, if I want to skip cardio at 5 a.m., I can, but it's yeah. on the plan. So I wake up, I get it done. I make sure I eat my five, eat my five, six meals that they're prepped right when I wake up, and I just stick into a, a structured regimen, which is it's all part of the journey. It's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So go into that regimen for us. So let's say you know you're competing two months out mm-hmm. or whatever. What, what what are you doing in preparation for that? So
2: uh, a contest prep usually is around like contest. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Contest prep usually you are mm-hmm. like 12 to 16 weeks. Um, and it's like very very strict dieting. You have a, so I hire a coach. Um, and uh, some people do it on their own, but that's once you once once you're dieting for a, a long period of time, your mind starts playing games with itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hire a coach, and he gives me set amount of cardio to do per week. This I have to eat this these five six meals each day. Um, how much water to take in? What supplements to take? How much how many steps I should be taking? <laughs> Everything you could think of. And of course, it's easier said than done because I've been doing it, but you just check each box throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, of course, like nutrition was the hardest thing. I always loved training. I always loved like pushing myself in the gym and then getting on a very strict structured plan was like, that was the big curveball for me. So that was just a trial and error learning out. Like I said, I used to be, and I mean, we will get into this. I used to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. So I was driving an hour to my job site every day mm. and I'd have to bring four, four meals already prepped. I'm working nine to five, if not longer with an hour drive. I don't have much time to cook in the morning. So I got to prep that like on the weekend for like the whole week. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, three or four months out, you, everything's very strict. You know, there's no, no fun pizza, burgers, et cetera. You, it's, it's very, everything's very regimented. And then as you kind of get closer to your show, um, you start monitoring your weight. You kind of start, you send I send photos to my coach every week, um, and he monitors my progress accordingly. If I'm losing weight too fast, we might actually add food. Mm. If I hit, if I hit a wall, then we'll have to be like, all right, let's add some cardio or remove some food. And it's kind of just, it's kind of like a, a, a push and pull type of game. Mm. Um, and then you just, and you keep losing weight slowly, but the training stays the same. The cardio will stay consistent until he tells me to increase accordingly. Um, and then, yeah, and then uh, as, as you get closer to your show, you you keep dieting, keep dieting, you start looking your best. You start getting these six pack abs. You're like, yo, where where, <laughs> the, where, come, where these come from? And um, you start getting super vascular and all this stuff and, mm-hmm. you're, and you look crazy in the gym. Um, and it's just the fact that you could like create a physique that you never knew you had. Yeah, That's one of the things that like made me uh, uh, addicted to me. Like I got really addicted to the sport. It made yeah. me really like, uh, I was just very intrigued with the fact that like I can go from like kind of looking okay in the gym to be like absolutely shredded. Sick, yeah. Armored vehicle like just yeah. Cut yeah. up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> cut
0: up.
1: Yeah. Dominic, he yeah. talks about having a coach. Mm-hmm. We talked mm-hmm. with Marcus yeah. you know, in our last episode, how, how important his one piece of advice, if you remember at the end was get a coach, hire yeah. a coach. If you want to be successful, that's right. In your industry. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you ha- you pay for your own coach. Correct. So, how, how important is that to you? Just to reiterate, that's Gary, right? You're still with Gary. Gary yes. Yeah. Gary's still mm-hmm. my
2: coach. Um, and, and when I'm trying to like put on weight and bulk up, I'll do my own thing. So right now I'm trying to like get as, as big as I can right now. And, uh, just eating a ton of food, training hard, getting progressively stronger. But during prep, I'll hire my coach, Gary. Um, it's just vital because like, once you start looking good and like, let's say like a, a month or two out, I have, I, I'm looking pretty good. I got six pack abs. I'm looking decent. And, uh. And I'm like, ah, I think I'd love a burger and fries right now. I mm. think I think I could have one. It wouldn't hurt me too bad. Or like that like that milkshake, I don't think so. But then having that coach to be like, hey, let's let's wait four weeks until the show's over and then do what you want. But like it, it yeah. just it just keeps you in line. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like once you start I really have no craving, especially right now I'm eating so much food I don't have any cravings at all. But like once you start looking good and you and I lose 10, 15, 20 pounds, and I start seeing those veins come out, and I start seeing those abs come out. That's when I'm like my cravings go through the roof, and like I said, having a hunger coach, especially for bodybuilding, is essential because it keeps you in line, keeps you accountable, and um, just keeps your head on straight. Because some people end up cheating on their diet, and yeah. cheating Pretty on their true. diet could be, yeah. I mean, it's a snowball effect. So
0: yeah, um, so for somebody, let's say Zach, who and I don't know production team, can we put up like a uh, like a bulk and a shred picture? Is that something we could put in the YouTube? B- form? Yeah, throw yeah, some. Yeah, we B- could do roll. that. Yeah, let's throw that up so people see. How sick Zach really? I mean, this guy he gets lean, lean when he's up on stage. Um, for you, Zach, like in your opinion, because this is how I think about it. And this is you know when I when I used to talk and, and work out with Gary mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. um, at the the gym in Twinsburg. What's that? Um, forget what that one is in Twinsburg, but nonetheless, that big sports arena. But nonetheless, he used to say, hey, you don't, when you're doing dieting or working out or this and that, and I think this is important for anybody listening who, because health is important to business. I know we are an entrepreneur driven. Absolutely. It's integral, right? Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you uh, having a healthy regimen, a diet, exercising, it's going to help your sales increase. It's going to help your business increase. Mm-hmm. Don't believe me? Go listen, you know, to guys like Andy Frasilla. Go just, I mean, any successful person is, has a good workout regimen people think, you know, like, oh, my diet starts Monday, right? That fad where it's like, oh, I'm going to just eat shit this entire weekend. I'm going to just start everything on Monday and I'm going to throw all factors at the wall. I'm going to eat clean. I'm going to cut out all this stuff. I'm going to cut the pop. I'm going to do 40 minutes of cardio. I'm going to hit the weights. Why is throwing everything at the wall and hoping it sticks a bad model versus like what Gary will do with you is like, hey, let's start the cardio here. And then at least I know in a few weeks, if you're not losing weight, I can up the cardio, but if I throw all factors, then I don't know what to take away. Great point. No,
2: I mean, and especially
0: I guess for somebody
2: that doesn't compete, let's just say, if you the, the diet starts Monday thing, you throw the whole the same the whole kitchen sink at them, um, they're only gonna last a, a couple days, maybe a week. But yeah. Kind of give them like small adjustments, and like I said, I, I always say like the, the smallest changes can can yield the biggest results. Hmm. Um, so, some people that are very unhealthy, I'd say, hey, like let's cut out pop. Let's start there. Just start there. Start there with one thing. thing. Yeah. Just one let's thing. Cut out pop. Yeah. Let's cut out alcohol. Um, let's do. Let's go for a walk. Uh, three days a week, walk outside.
0: Just those small, very small, small, very small wins. things. And okay. Then
2: they cut out pop. They cut, they cut out drinking. Hmm. They lose five pounds. <laughs> Nothing else changes. They just do those, those couple things. Okay, that's a great start. Now, okay, then then, and some people will come to me and, and I'll I'll be happy to help them out. Uh, hey Zach, I've hit a wall. I've been I've been going to the gym here and there. I've been eating okay. I but I did cut out uh, alcohol and soda. And I lost 10 pounds, but now I'm hitting a wall. Now what? So then, and that's kind of where, um, that's where I, and I tell you, Hey, do we, well, like, let's, let's clean up the diet a little bit. Mm-hmm. You did the two small changes. Uh-huh. Let's make one, one bigger change and, and it'll keep, it'll keep going from there. So, um, so yeah. And at least for with my contest prep coach, Gary, everything's like just small incremental changes. We're really, it's not like we're taking, we're, going from one day of cardio to a week of cardio. Yeah. We're doing, yeah. Where because if you make those changes so fast, you, people will get burnt out, even a competitor. If I go from one day of cardio to a, a cardio every single day, after like one to two weeks, although progress might increase for that week, one week or two, my body could stall out and mentally you could
1: stall out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
2: if you're used to that three days of cardio and uh, at 20 minutes per se, then you go three days of cardio at 25 minutes. That's such a small change, but that 15 minutes over that week, with the exact same diet, you should see some weight loss. You should, yeah, okay. So um, Just
0: small wins. I mean, it could be small adjustments like that that really do create such a big difference in your body because the body's so magnificent in that regard. And every person is different. Across the board, I think you find a lot of similarities, but I mean, it'd be true. Like, you know, some people might say, Zach, you know, I eat red potatoes and God, I feel so bloated after, but another person's like, dude, I'm shedding pounds on the red potatoes. Mm -hmm. Like, so would your advice to somebody who like maybe doesn't have a clean diet, but they feel like crap, they're sluggish. Would it just be like, dude, start listening to your body. When you eat something, sit, write it down how you feel. Like, do you feel sluggish? Would that be advice?
2: See, I mean, that's even
0: better because a lot more people are intolerant to
2: foods, more foods than they think. For example, Mm. like, so the human body is actually like not made to process dairy. People love hmm. milk cheese pizza everybody loves it i love it too yeah i get it mm-hmm. but yeah. if i have a che- if i have a pizza now my stomach ain't feeling good i'm bloated i'll be up a couple pounds the next day my digestion's all messed up like and and, and those just those those issues will persist over time so it's really like finding let's say you're, you're let's say you're not even on like a perfectly strict diet let's just find foods that digest well mm-hmm. um be active do things that you enjoy people i've had some clients of mine just like i I hate the treadmill i'm like all right go for a hike or go go ride a bike Mm -hmm. go for a bike bike ride 20 minutes a day or 20 minutes a couple days a week
1: yeah so back to your question that you had originally that we were talking about how important how integral working out listening to your body diet is important to business so just from you i mean you're an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. you have a very successful business it's growing how important it is to is it to you when you go ahead and, and work out in the morning? Does it help your day? It sets your day up better? I mean, talk yeah. on that a little bit. Yeah. Um,
2: so, I mean, right now for me, because I, I, I just, most, I'm, I'm training a, in the evening every day now. But sure, sure. But like dur- during a contest prep, when I'm doing my, my fasted cardio and then I'm training in the evening, I mean, anytime, um, just having structure is essential. Uh, when I am doing my fasted cardio, like I'll kind of plan my whole day out. I'll get my social media posts done. During cardio, so that because that, every morning now for my business, I post every single morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hand, I I'll respond to all my emails, all my uh, client inquiries if there are some, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, um, and I personally like fast cardio. I don't have a treadmill in my house. I'm actually getting one shortly, but um, just being able to like uh, just create a schedule and follow that it is it's so essential. Um, I know it's kind of rambling on that topic, but uh, I, and for me, it's kind of like it's, I know, it, I know it didn't sound like that, but I get to like, that's my peaceful time. Mm, so for, us, okay. so, yeah, so yeah, for the whole yeah. time, for the whole day, I'm stressing, I'm running around, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm handling customer, I'm putting out fires from customers, emails, I'm doing all the stuff, baking, packaging, et cetera. And then like once, once all, all the 120, 150 packages are dropped off at the post office, I get to go to the gym and just have like my me time. Mm. yeah i get get super so it's like a relief for you meditation that's what helps
0: you yeah right it's like a form of meditation that allows you to go balls to the wall when you're working in the office i
2: I, I, I like to put those headphones in and i kind of like the the world's gone i don't check my instagram social media between workouts if if, if i have a customer like email come up i'm like hey i'll wait till i'm on the treadmill after or i'll just wait till i'm done with my training so Mm -hmm. um it's just like a way to Ironically, it's a way to decompress, even though yeah. I'm like pushing my body to the limit. Sure, different um, aspect. Yeah. But yeah, just like somebody like yeah, if they want to go like they, they, they like going on walks, they like reading, they like listening to music. I like training. Yeah, yeah. right. So um right. and kind of what you said, Chris, is that when I'm in prep and everything's so structured, my business is actually a lot more structured as well. Even now that I, everything's like I I write, if I have certain customers coming to pick up uh, brownies throughout the week. I could. I'll write it down. Everything, but when I'm in prep, I'm up at four a.m. I'm I'm in bed by ten. Everything is so like so much more to the dot. Yeah. To the dot than yeah, yeah than ever. And and and, and it just kind of it just kind of happens like that. Mm-hmm. Once once you have structure in your in your nutrition and your in like in your cardio and your and you're kind of taking care of your body. Everything else kind of.
1: Yeah. Awesome Just kind of flows. Yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. kind of get into that then. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. So, br- like civil engineer, right? Civil engineering. Yeah. And you were yeah. a project manager, right after. Correct. And then, yeah, now you're a brownie guy. Yeah. Right. So yeah. take take us through that. I mean, you went from a W two job, you know, going right into something an in unknown territory. That's kind of scary. I mean, I have to imagine putting myself in that position. It's a
0: big leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. It's a big leap of faith. Absolutely. I mean, you literally are going from W two job security yep. showing up on the job site nine to five yep. right maybe some overtime this and that to literally saying hey i'm gonna put the team on my back like right. that's wicked man that takes a lot of balls seriously yeah. so, so that, what's that story zach um so yeah so uh i'll start
2: with like growing up i've always <laughs> i love legos i love building stuff so and I, and I love math and science and engineering is like very heavy at math and science so the whole legos thing is why i chose civil engineering um <coughs> and I, <laughs> right, there you go. It's I Chris's project. Yeah. I ended up uh, going to the <laughs> University of Akron. Uh, I had a scholar, uh, like a presidential scholarship. I went for civil engineering there, got my bachelor's there. Um, it was cool. I had a couple internships. I got to see like both sides of civil engineering. There's the construction side, which is the project manager side, which is what I talk, took. Or there's the civil design side, which you're like designing what those roadways, bridges, highways are going to look like. Mm. I got to experience both. They were cool. Um, the civil side was more like your typical desk job. The construction management uh, project manager side was like you're in the field, you're with the laborers, you're you're making sure the project goes as planned. Um, but so you're managing the project. So I graduated, I got a job at Turner Construction, um, great huge company in downtown mm-hmm. Cleveland. They do a lot of um, uh, hospital work, a lot. They don't do uh, just a lot of big building work. Um, and I was on this Cleveland Clinic Case Western Reserve Health Education Campus mm-hmm. building on right by Little Italy, East mm-hmm. uh, 100th. And um, great job, it, it was cool. I worked there for two years and I was, I was in charge of like paint, steel, and, and miscellaneous metals, uh, just a couple things, but that's all I was char- in charge for. So mm-hmm. there was like the cement, there was the glass guys, there was all these other people. And, and, yeah. and everybody had to come together and make sure the project was getting built on time, materials were coming in on time, and I had to make sure yeah. everything was built being built according to spec um but then once i so how it all started is because bodybuilding so like i like i was saying body contest prep comes i'm dieting for three to four months very strictly towards the end when i start looking decent um my cravings are through the roof sure it's like i'm drew drool- i'm looking at stuff on social media like <laughs> it looks so good tempting yourself yeah i'm, just yeah, do- yeah. I'm yeah. drooling over yeah. everything and then eventually after my like that first prep i i would send my mom all these things like ma I want this pizza I want I want these brownies I want this cake and I sent her all this stuff and then she started making me stuff so after my shows it was kind of like a tradition she'd make me like these crazy loaded cookies or these crazy like fudge bars whatever it may be and one of the one of the show one of the competitions she made these layered layered brownies
1: <laughs> okay
2: and I was like oh my god these are so good <laughs> I gave to all my friends they're like damn these are amazing Zach you should sell these I'm like yeah sure whatever they're so good though right and then uh like there was a competition maybe a week or two later and they were like uh a couple of my friends said I am competing here can you make me these brownies and I was like ah it's my mom's recipe let me google something let me see if I can make something yeah, yeah. um I whipped something up yeah I gave it to my buddy for free at the time and uh and then I started posting on social media because I I'm a fitness advocate as well. I love posting like little tips, tricks, dieting tips, etc. Um, so I started posting about it. So it was on my personal uh, Instagram? I have a decent following in like the fitness space, so mm-hmm. I had some sort of following then, um, or some sort of community. Mm-hmm. To just showcase yeah. these two. Yeah. And uh, all my other competitor friends were like, "Yo, I will buy these, these off of- you. Yeah. yeah, I will <laughs> buy these off of you." I'm like what yeah yeah yeah. sure (laughs) and then like i had a and then i'm living in an apartment at the time and i just uh like perfected the recipe i like created my brownie blondie recipe which is the base um and then i some sort of like uh, i perfected the cookie dough recipe on top yeah um layered it all together threw in the oven and like found out figured out the kinks with the baking time and all that stuff and boom that was kind of how Buckeye Brownies was born.
1: They're gourmet, gourmet brownies, right? They're yeah. very gourmet brownies. Amazing,
2: so man. the biggest thing when you think brownies, you think like a, maybe a, a two by two or three by three inch chocolate brownie. Um, but the whole thing about like the competitor space um, is where it originated is that like, I guess after you're done dieting, you want the most unhealthiest thing <laughs> possible. I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to Giant Eagle and get Oreos because that's, that's boring. Do yeah. I want to get something that you can't buy in the store. I want to get something that's just... So crazy! Just to, of course, I want to get the most unhealthiest thing, but I also want to like be able to post about it. I want to. I want it to be look pretty. I want to. I want to be like, "Hey guys, look what I'm eating! This is so nuts!" It's almost you, an you, experience. You, you guys, yeah, it's an experience. You guys wish you could try this.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of how
2: it all started. So I perfected the recipe, and then I had, and of course, it just started like local. And it was funny on my lunch breaks at my engineering job. I'd be like, "All right, like, all right, Nick, you're at the CVS across the street. I'm coming with your brownies." So like on my lunch break, I'd meet with customers. Um, really. And we would just do pickup orders. Yeah. No kidding. So uh, no and that, kidding. Yeah, and then like and then doing it about two weeks like under the table, I was like, oh, I probably got like ten to twenty orders in two weeks. I'm like, this, I think this is gonna be business. Really. So wow. Hmm. Created a, I, I linked up with a website guy, which one of my good buddies um, from the gym, got everything going, and uh, and then of course um, before the website actually launched, we did some trial and error on shipping because mm-hmm. like, if we could ship these. Uh, the sky's the limit. Um, so, and then shipping was, of course, tons of. Uh, it was a coin flip at first because I didn't know how to package it. I don't know, like, if it would just, if if it would get there, right? I I didn't know, right? I, it was just, a, I just trial and error. So I shipped it all my friends. It got there perfectly fine. Yeah, they're like, wow, these are great. It was cool. A couple packages got lost. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's just part of the business. Sure. Um, and then the website launched, and uh, and there you go. So that's kind of how wow. Buckeye Brownies was officially born.
0: So how, how long did it take for like the news to kind of spread that you were doing this and for people outside of that specific space, the bodybuilding face mm-hmm. space, excuse me, to become clients? Like, did it take some time for that to happen or did it right away jump into like all separate sectors or so, was it just all bodybuilding people?
2: So initially it was all bodybuilding people bodybuilding people. They just, uh, they're like, I'm competing in a couple of weeks. I want your brownies for my show. I'm competing in two months. Can they be frozen? Can I get them now? All that type of stuff. So it originated in the bodybuilding space and grew from there. Um, and because they, I mean, a, a, a real reason is because the brownies, they look they look appetizing. They look mm-hmm. like an amazing experience. They, because they look so good, people want to get them and post about them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind mm-hmm. and. and, and that just word to mouth snowballed, and it started in the bodybuilding space. And people, and, and a lot of the times, people will even to this day send me a message, and be like, "Hey, are these protein brownies?" I see a lot of competitors posting about them, and I'm just like, "Oh, no, 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 they're not like, at all. They're gourmet, they're unhealthy, yeah, they're like <laughs> gourmet indulgent type. Yeah, brownies. yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're the good they're stuff.
0: They're your cheat day brownies. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's funny.
2: And then I, so yeah, so like it, it started there, and, and just grew to um, so now just your everyday people
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting man so like was it a couple months in not necessarily that you were thinking okay i'm gonna quit my job but like when did you start picking up and what like what amount of sales in that month were you like holy shit dude we might have something here this Um, is real like this is a real thing like okay i'm kind of thinking that my job the time spent there might be a little bit more value if i'm valuable if i'm here 100 percent. so once uh
2: so um uh October of 2018, mm-hmm. when the business officially started. Um, the, that November, I had like 10,000 in sales. And I'm like, this is crazy. Wow, dude. This is so, <laughs> like, this is a business, wow. but then after, but like once the biz once, once the website launched October, October 1st, um, and it started rolling, um, that's when my personal life real.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you something real, real quick though. How much like, okay, let's just say the box of four. Because ten thousand in sales, that's a lot of brownies, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you sell a box of brownies for right now? Um so a box of
2: brownies is about twenty eight dollars. Okay. Twenty eight to thirty five dollars before shipping. Mm-hmm. Shipping is like seven to nine bucks across the United States. Okay. We have found out that at early stages that we could do international. International shipping starts at twenty bucks, goes all the way up to fifty five dollars, and people will sp- pay for that. Yeah. That's amazing, that's man.
0: I mean, I'm not going to do the math out right now, but that's a lot of brownies. That's a lot of brownies. a lot of brownies.
2: And that's the thing. It's not your typical two-by-two-inch square. No. Mm -hmm. Each brownie is over a half pound each. There's like three layers. (laughs) Three layers. There's a brownie or blondie base. There's like Oreos or Pop-Tarts or something in the middle, unique. And then we have our homemade cookie dough. Put it on top, throw throw it in the oven, and there you go. Hmm. Gotcha so did,
1: did you take any business courses or anything back in college to help you prepare or like or not really so actually
2: yes uh, I did minor in business because I just I love the kind of like I love the, the numbers of things I sold uh, like like pro I, I sold supplements uh, like when I was a freshman in, mm. in college just on the side um, I'd buy them at cost sell them for what they buy sell online um, and I and I was good at it I would so and, and, and like the the owner of the company was like Zach. You're selling more tubs of protein than some of our like little mom and pop shops. So I was like, I love it. I love sales. So I kind of just it could, sales kind of just came to me. Mm-hmm. And then once I had like a, a product that I knew was good and I knew somebody else would love it, mm-hmm. it was very easy to, for me to yeah for me to post and, and
1: promote. Hmm. So one thing in business in business did you take any business courses? I did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. You know, in Business 101, they talk about the SWOT, right? The strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And I, even in sales, man, I think it's, mm-hmm. we're running our own business at the end of the day. So it's That's very, right. it's very important that you look um, at your business from that kind of perspective mm-hmm. um, and, and make sure you can cover anything that you obviously has, is a threat. Um, but I, I'm curious, at, at Buckeye Brownie, like take us through, what what is your SWOT?
2: So, and give me the the, so strengths weaknesses. So strengths,
1: weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Okay, so we'll start with strength. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. So strengths, easy. Uh, Product's very delicious. Of course, very biased here, but um, I've actually accumulated uh, twenty over twenty thousand orders shipped out since I've launched. Wow. Um, Wow. It looks very appealing, um, that, and, and that's the biggest thing. Is like especially when buying something online, if it doesn't, if, if you're not sold by how it looks, yeah, you're not gonna spend your you're not gonna spend your hard earned money for that.
1: Dude, that's they right. look that's his right. social media posts. I mean, you showed me they're just all hey, gorgeous. Hey, dude, those
2: those brownies, those brownies are models. Yeah, yeah. They really <laughs> are those pictures, hey, man. Yeah, and, and so so looks is the big thing. Yeah, um, and then new flavors, people want new. So strength is being able to come out with. Uh, I've been able to master the, the the old recipe, so then I can just make simple twists, add this in or add that in to make hmm. new flavors. So we come up with new flavors every month now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you said weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Weaknesses would be uh, keeping up with demand now, now because it's a good problem because I mean, now <laughs> it's get, a good problem. Getting twenty to fifty orders, if not more, a day, and I could wow. and I could put out about a hundred to a hundred in. 20 every other day Mm -hmm. Um, and that's like, and that's working a a solid like eight hours. But of course time comes, holidays last year, we're 10, 12 hour days because I just had to keep up with demand. That's my biggest weakness, I would say. Um, The Mm -hmm. opportunities uh, opportunities would be uh, because it's e-commerce, the opportunities is endless. Anybody can try them, anybody can buy them. Mm -hmm. Um, They are, a lot of people has, has said, Zach, you should go on Shark Tank. You have a Shark Tank like uh, story. How and crazy. I, and, <laughs> awesome. and I would love that, but like, I don't need the capital or anything. And, um, and how I have all this set up now as like, I wouldn't need to go down that route. Um, but I guess the other opportunities would, I'd love to get into wholesale. I know, I know the a vision initially was, I want to, I want people to be able to buy something so crazy, unique that you can't get at the store. Well, if, if, if they're willing to spend the seven, eight, $9 for one brownie at the store, that's fine. And and rather than have it actually shipped. So and right now we only we have three locations that sell brownies individually. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last one was threats threats. Uh, Any other dessert company out there. um, Luckily with ours, we've been able to progressively grow. Mm -hmm. um, Get more orders every month. Talk to more influencers. Influencer marketing is a big tactic of ours. Really? Um, Hmm. And just and yeah and just continue to grow uh a lot later there's other there's other dessert companies in the bodybuilding space as well so just getting my brownies in front of the hundreds of thousands of competitors and showing them that buckeye brownies is the real freaking deal mm-hmm. um yeah that's what that's has helped us has helped people come to the good side i guess you could say.
0: so so for our cleveland listeners and those who are are obviously in the area what three locations are you in right now that your brownies are sold out of Individually, right? Yes. So okay. we have um,
2: two in the Cleveland Akron area. One is LeAngelo's Pizza in Akron. Mm-hmm. The other one is Scalper's Bar and Grill. And Sharpies and, and is the
0: shop. Yeah, Sharp shop, Sharp shop right Sharpies there subs. on Mayfield Road. Yep. yep.
2: And then the other one, there's a, this one's in Columbus. It's called a seating Reality. It is a like, I uh, think a GNC, a sports nutrition place mm-hmm. that also sells are brownies. No kidding. So like I said, oddly enough, they buy huh. like 30 at a time. They sell out in a week or two. Um, Sharpies and um, LiAngelo's, they buy 60 to 70 at a time and they'll sell in about 2-3 weeks as well.
0: That's amazing, man. So, <laughs> and so brownies, dude. Yeah, right. that That's what blows my mind at the end of the day. And this is like, I mean, listen, you don't have to say the number, but like, it's a big company, man. You're doing well. Like, you are doing well in, in a, your short, first, short, yeah, amount in a short amount of time. You have really scaled this thing. I don't know if you care to touch on that at all, no, but man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. no. And, and kind of go back to what you were saying, Chris. Um, so the number where I started thinking like, okay, this mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. this is this could be a business. So like I said, November, 10,000 in sales. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and my website guy's like, hey, Zach, like are, are you ready to bake brownies for the rest of your life? And he texted me that like I'm on my way to my nine to five one of these days, one of the days. And I'm like, yeah, it would be, be freaking sweet to do that. Um, and like once, once that hit the 10,000 uh, threshold and um, the, that December of 2018 came, um, that's when it was like, that's when I really had to like my personal life got set aside. I would package brownies from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. every single day. I would bake. I I'd I work nine to five or it was eight to eight to three thirty. I'd work out from five to seven. I'd bake brownies from seven to midnight every day for about uh. from December 2018 until like April of 2019. I had no personal life, um, but it was just I I it was an, I, I'd say it was an addiction, but I just loved. People trying the new brownies, posting about it, getting getting a new influencer involved. They post about it, boom, thirty more orders come in, and just and of course it was never for the money at the beginning. It, it, it's not, yeah, because it was just it was just seeing that like seeing my little child grow, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, the more, the more social, the more posts that I post, the more times I post, the more times people see, and just just watching it grow up, right, watching mm-hmm. it grow, wow, and it got to the point where. Mm, April of 2019, did fifty thousand in sales, and that's where, oh my God. and that's where the website had to get shut down because I was so far behind on orders. I was at like, I, pre, I think I, I think the number was like four ninety five. or something. You
0: shut the, the thing down temporarily. Yeah, I stop said, taking I, orders. No, I
2: said, hey, I can't, I can't accept any orders because at the time, with the apartment I was living in, I could only get out forty orders every other day it was in a normal oven Mm -hmm. at your kitchen. Mm -hmm. It was, and I had tons of pans, but like if there's one oven, think about it, one oven, two racks, you could probably fit four pans. Mm -hmm. Four Mm -hmm. pans. So I stayed up from 7 p.m. to like midnight and it was mainly the baking time because once everything was prepared, it was like uh, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. So so then eventually, uh, once I hit the 50,000 sales, I had to close the website, people were like, oh, I want my brownies. I want, I want, I want new brownies. I want my, my, the order I placed, all that stuff. So I had to be customer service, which I mean, that's part of the business as well. Um, And then I thought, and then I knew I need to get in a commercial space. Hmm. I need to grow. I needed, I need to get out of this apartment kitchen. I need to do something. Wow. So um, rather than getting a commercial spot, I was was at the same process, I was buying a house. I bought a house uh, in uh, May of 2019. There was a one-car garage there. I'm "I'm gonna use this garage, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I do need this commercial spot, And I'm thinking. And uh, I have like AutoCAD and stuff on my computer at at my job site, I'm still working full-time here. So I started like throwing a little design together. I'm like, it's 225 square foot, table's here, fridge there. Maybe we will make it happen. I got a kitchen. Yeah. I, I got a kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> So I found a contractor that was like a family friend and uh, he came out and he's like, let's get it done. Wow. So, um, and I have some crazy photos. I can, I can send you the before yeah. and after of mm-hmm. the garage kitchen. So that's amazing. It Put was, it in the
0: podcast. Yeah, we'll throw it up. Nice. We'll throw it up. It's like all sta- It's a full stainless steel kitchen, everything, right? Like mm-hmm. it's absolutely. Industrial. So
2: then that was the biggest thing. And then while I'm still at my full time job, I'm still looking, okay, what are the codes? what are are the the health codes and and all that. Yeah, because those are a lot of things because I'm shipping baked goods that people are going to put in their body. I need to make sure everything's like legit. So construction took about two months. Um, I moved in May. So May and June. Construction built completely uh, just retrofitting the whole bakery. Drywall, all that stuff. Stainless steel tables. Had to add plumbing. Um, Health department came in. Food safety department came in. Signed off. Zach, your bakery looks gorgeous. You're free to Free to
0: operate. go. You were full yeah. business then. So
2: then, wow. um, midway through that construction, that and once the website got taken down or, or, or on pause or whatever, that's when I knew like, okay, when am I gonna put in my two weeks? Because mm-hmm. and, and only one of my coworkers at my at, at Turner Construction knew like, you're balling right now. Zach. Yeah,
1: you're doing yeah. pretty
2: well. Uh, and I would tell them, and the other people like wouldn't really care because they it was it was a job. They were, they were concerned about the construction. Um, so then I ended up, it was like the most, uh, it was, um, yeah, it was mid-June because I started my uh, July four, July 3rd of 2017, I started my engineering job. And July 3rd of, ironically, of 2019 is when it was my last day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly two years. Um, so two weeks before that, I, I told my manager, hey, um, can we speak, can I speak to you? And I'm like, my heart's like bumping. Yeah, And, I, and, and, and it was in and, and financially, I was making more money with brownies. After after that December, that December month, and we rolled into twenty eighteen, I was consistently just making more money in brownies. I'm like, this is so crazy. Yeah, crazy. That I have I I have a quality product that people want. That enough people want that to finance to keep me financially stable and some. This is I was mind blown, but I was like, wow, this is entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, yeah. So
1: did you have when you went and pursued your dream? mm -hmm. You knew this was going to work. Did you have? Did you have a lot of doubters? Did you have any doubters, or anyone's like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah, like, you're, there's no way you could do this.
2: Um, when I start, when the business started, initially there were those people like Zach. What are you doing? Like, why? Are you, why? Are you, what's, the, what's this brownie thing doing? But then once people started posting about it, and, and, and I was doing, but I was doing it on the side. So it was a side hustle that I hustled, hustled, hustled. Put my personal life, put my relationships, unfortunately, put my friends to the side, but just to focus on this for that. Eight nine months, and then, but once I once I knew that the bakery was going to be built, um, and and it started progressing, I knew like, I just need this done. Mm-hmm. And I can could, I could, I could, I, could, I could go. Yeah, I could start sprinting mm-hmm. because of course orders were on pause for a minute, and I was just waiting like, all right, I'm ready. And the health department signed off. I was good to go, and there, and it was just there were there were really no doubters at that point. No, at the beginning, but um, the only doubters were of course my parents. Uh, not. Financially, but more so the, for me quitting the safe nine to yeah. five. Yeah. Are
0: you making the right decision? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And
2: my dad, my dad didn't, my dad worked a uh, blue collar, blue collar job for, for uh, 40 years straight never took one day off. And he's like, you're going to leave a nine to five job. Like, are you sure? Yeah. Like you went to engineering school five years, all these internships, like you sure you're making the right move. And
0: that's interesting. That's and, interesting.
2: And, and my, uh, my mom just said Zach sent me a financial plan. I'm all for it. My dad was mm-hmm. like still up in the air, and then I sent my, my mom the financial plan, put the Excel spreadsheet. I was making yeah, substantially more with brownies <laughs> than, um, than Turner Construction. Mom said all for it, and then my dad was like, eventually he's like, okay,
0: caught on. But I'm all for it. Is he all for it now? Yeah, he's all for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. So, so let me ask you here: if you're, in there's a book that we've referenced before on this show, and uh, <clears throat> one I I don't think you've read it, Psychology of Money. Have you read it yet? It's on, the, li- it's on yeah, the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. I'm not going to knock you like you did me during Mark's show for not reading it. So we'll let that go. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see you. But uh, one thing <laughs> they talk about there in there, Zach is like, just very generally, we're not going to get into it that much, but like people's psychology of money and like why it is your dad has that specific mindset towards, man, you're going to leave the nine to five, the security, right? Like there's some sense of security around, Hey, I have my nine to five. I've been at the same place for 40 years. You don't really see that too much often. You see that with our parents. Like the longevity is at that, a job
2: is the generation that's
0: role. right that's mm-hmm. right different mindset for you what are you teaching your kids now when you when your son turns 18 or your daughter turns 18 and says dad i have an idea are you going to be like let's go or are you going to you know is there like the sense of you where it's passed down from your dad or do you have a new mindset oh now? no i have
2: a completely new mindset i guess the biggest thing and i actually it's funny one of my other civil engineering buddies he actually quit his nine to five he had he had the design civil engineering job he quit his nine to five to like run Airbnbs. He just he's like wow. he manages tons of them, and one I, and I tell him so many times like once you know, just the knowing. Once you know that you can make money doing something else that you actually enjoy, mm-hmm. you will work towards that a hundred million times more than any other job. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, my eighteen year old son, I would probably tell him, hey, I do whatever you enjoy as long as, as long as you can make some money because I know you'll work hard at it. Mm-hmm. Rather than telling you to go do something and then you're gonna half-ass it. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: right? That's an interesting point.
2: So, um, and then yeah, once Brownie started rolling and my, I guess back to the weakness thing, my biggest weakness if I had to say anything, I work too much. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, it's very hard for me to turn to switch off because, yeah. because my business is, a, is, a, is an e-commerce business the more times I post, the more sales I get. The more influencers I reach out to, mm-hmm. the more potential opportunities I get. Um, hmm. The more, the more emails we send out, the more texts we send out. The more, it just it, it, it go go go. So being able to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a pause, yeah, take the weekend off. It's very hard for me to do. Very hard. But yeah. it, it's gotten me to this point. Mm-hmm. So there's it's kind of a double edged sword there. Yeah.
1: So, do you see yourself almost? I know you said you're a control freak with everything, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, is there a point when you say, Hey, listen, my time is better spent doing, you know, managing or doing, you know, the social media or meeting with influencers and I'll leave somebody, I'll pay this guy, you know, 50, 60 grand just to go ahead and bake it. I'll teach him everything from mopping up to, you know, shipping. Is that something you foresee? I mean, I would imagine.
2: Great question. And I have thought about that because people have said, hey, Zach, do you want to be like busting ass and, and, and baking brownies when you're 50? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Because um, as long as people like know the recipe and stuff and like and, and know the tendencies, um, then they could be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I have one employee now um, that me and him get after it every single day. I hired him in um, June of this year. And like I've been able to just double the amount of product I get out. That's double, huge. Double the amount of brownies I bake per day and I was so like I was so like I got it covered I, I can do this I got it I'm a control I'm a control freak. I, I can do everything. Then once I learned, once I realized like hey, teamwork does make the dream work mm-hmm. especially when when what I'm doing is very hands-on if I can get two two sets of hands, we can go twice as fast. That's right we can do twice as much work. So that took me a while to learn and I learned that and now we we crank stuff out um, but, I'm not sure if I answered your
1: question. No, I completely understand where it, you come from. Mm-hmm. And I think a hard part, especially for you and I, delegating is sometimes I feel like, hey, listen, my time is best spent networking with real estate agents or anybody that can refer me business, really. Yeah. I don't really enjoy doing the the tasks like, you know, uh, organizing mm-hmm. or scheduling. Stuff like yeah. that is, is more monotonous than anything else. But it's, you have to do it mm-hmm. uh, early on. But for me, delegating was, was very difficult. Having to hire somebody was difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's having faith that, listen, like, if I want to scale this thing. you, you got to let some of it go. You've yeah. got you to let trust somebody go. else. So, so, the work.
2: And the biggest leap of faith that I took was um, I set up at a very big bodybuilding competition at the, so, um, in September. So I like to, ever since the business started, I'll have, like, a brownie booth I'll set up. I'll sell brownies individually at bodybuilding shows. They sell, like, cakes because bodybuilders. After they I'm got hungry,
1: after, I'm sure.
0: After they got stage, they're,
2: they're willing to spend copious amounts of money on sweets. I've been there. I'm one of them. They're, they're in the same boat. So bodybuilding events are hits for us. So like one of the biggest shows in the country, one of them is called North Americans. It's in Pittsburgh, um, September first through September fourth. I'm Mister Sales.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: love selling. I can talk to you about brownies forever. I'll sell you on brownies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that there's 1,500 competitors. Mm. Me and my employee, let's say we bake, we bake Sunday to bring to Monday, Monday's like or to drive to Pittsburgh. We brought six hundred brownies. Hmm. So that, that that show and I sold out in that day. There's three more days of the show. Mm. So that show, so there was a lot of logistical things that I had to have lined up ahead of time with my fiance, my employee, my parents. They were able. They I had to like give them the reins. They had to bake all the brownies. They had to drive them to Pittsburgh. They had to cut them all, put them in the bags, put them in the Tupperwares, bring them to Pittsburgh. Like I said, um, hmm. and that was a leap of faith, a little bit, mm-hmm. because that was the first time that I wasn't—I had no hands-on in the baking process.
1: It gives you anxiety, it I did. think, wow. sometimes. It did. Yeah. So,
2: but it worked out. It was great. I had, a, I, had a, I had an awesome team, and we were able to make it happen. And I brought like about five to six hundred brownies every single day, and I sold you know, four days straight, and I sold out each day.
0: You know, you mentioned your 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 business being like your kid, and you you take a lot of interest in your kid, and you and you like hyper focus on every little thing they're doing to make sure that you're being the best example for them. Yeah. If your business is your kid, I gotta imagine like you'd be a little bit of a control freak because at the end of the day, it's like sending your kid off to some daycare to let Joe Schmo be the you yeah. know the babysitter. You <laughs> don't know what the hell is going on. And on top of it, you're you're getting waxed for you know daycare fees. So I I mean I can understand. that. I could probably console with that, though not being in 100 in your shoes like. Dude, that's tough. I mean, there's parts of my business and our business, Chris, that I don't like letting go of because I want to be involved because I know my name's stamped on it. Do you think for you, Zach, that there's going to be a lot more letting go? If if you even want, like, where do you want to bring the company and what's it going to take for you to get there?
2: The answer is yes. The answer, the answer is yes. Um, if I want to be able to do, I'm um, averaging around $40,000 a month now, uh, just on average. Um, if, I, if, I want, if I want to start doing like 50, 60, 75, or reaching six figures a month in sales, I'll have to uh, hire a team, hire somebody to, like, uh, just hire another me. Mm-hmm. Hire somebody that can, like, lead the baking session, lead the packaging session, put all the labels on, print all that stuff out. We're like, now my employee is just another set of hands right now. Just another set, hey, I need you to do this, do this, do this. And then, where if he's not there because he's been sick a couple times, that's where I, I come in and I just – I'll have to spend the extra – Hour or two doing folding the boxes and doing all those little things. Um, but yes, I, if I want to keep growing, I have to hire people. Um, the biggest thing the bakery is in my garage right now mm-hmm. 225 square feet, it only could, it's only gonna cut it for so long. Yeah, so um, the ultimate goal, which I think is gonna happen, um, because I most of the goals I set I like to achieve them, um, <laughs> would be to because the bakery's at my house and my overhead is nothing besides the initial construction. I would like to get a property in the Cleveland area with about 5 or 6 acres and build a huge garage in the backyard and it would just be a huge bakery.
1: Wait, a commercial property mm. you're saying? Uh,
2: no. I want to I'd buy a house
1: mm-hmm. with gotcha. 5
2: acres of land.
1: Yeah, 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 okay.
2: And build a, and I say garage because it's in my garage now. Yeah. Build, build a huge building in the backyard, mm-hmm. whether that's a barn or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then just turn it into a huge bakery yeah. so that I can grow into maybe a 2,000-square-foot facility with, like, storage, a packaging area. I'd have, like, a team that would – a team would just bake, a team would just package. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe – I love the social media stuff, so it would be very hard for me to delegate. Um Hey, I want you to do Instagram. Hey, I want you to do TikTok. I love all the social media. I love the marketing stuff because that's kind of what gravitated towards me very easily when the business started. Um, Yeah. But in regards to like the actual hands on labor, yeah, I'd have to, I have to delegate that at some point. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: um, So you're saying, is this a couple years down the road? Is this five years? Um, or is there not really any specific time frame? It's just, Hey, when, you know, when I set this amount of money aside and when I feel like, Hey, I'm getting my team together now, it's time to pull the trigger.
2: Um, I think we'll, uh, I'm going to start looking for properties and land, uh, like starting, start looking next year because they you know the housing market is still crazy, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, hopefully it kind of mellows out a little bit and then I could find some, like some land, um, for a reasonable price. So I'd say that next 10 to 15 year bakery that I'll stay in, if not per- forever bakery, would be in the next like two to five years. Mm. Two to five
1: years. Mm. So,
2: um, and like I've hired one now, I'd like to hire maybe two. So I have a team of three, and we just get after it every day. Um, huh. and, and yeah, right now, even, yeah. even hiring, hiring one extra person, I've been able to like, we, I, I had my all time record month in October, and I did like 61,000 in sales. Best I've ever wow. done. And me and, my, me and my one employee, we were able to keep up with orders mm-hmm. pretty easily. Yeah. Which, is, which was like, it's data, and it's just like kind of mind-blowing to me that just having simply one extra set of hands, I've been able to like double or triple the amount of product hmm. I Yeah. I love how
1: decisive you are on your decision-making. Mm-hmm. You know, What do you mean by that? Like, you have a plan, and you even said, you know, when I have a goal, I'm going to achieve it. You know so you're decisive and like hey i'm not i'm not going to think about what if this happens what if that happens it's no like this is the goal i'm going to achieve it you know what i mean like yeah. a
0: calculated risk like
1: it's i hey, i'm going to make risk. this
0: decision for the this decision for the business what are the potential outcomes what are the potential dangers what are the potential upside okay i see more value in the upside let me go ahead and pull the trigger
1: i think that's a problem where a lot of people have even if, not even if you're an entrepreneur, even if you're trying to go to, from, you know, maybe you're stuck in your job even. You have to be decisive in your decision-making to know, like, you know, there's no, there's no what-ifs and th- yeah. more thinking than just doing, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's just kind of what I get yeah. from, from you is mm-hmm. your decisive actions. Mm-hmm.
2: No, it was a lot easier for me because, like, once, at least for the next, the next move, because I, I could easily be in a, in a commercial space right now. And I could have never known the benefits of having it at my house. Right. There are some days I gotta like, there are still some days now that I'm like, okay. Like, like on Thanksgiving, if I'm celebrating at noon, and I got stuff to do, I'm gonna wake up at five and get it done from like five to nine. Where if I had a commercial space, I got, if I have to drive 30 minutes, that, that drive time adds up. And if I like run, yeah. out, run out of product, let's, or run out of flour, let's say at the commercial space, or at home, right before I go to bed, I walk outside and be like, Okay, I get flower right in the first thing in the morning. Yeah, like I yeah. can always check that. Yeah. So, having this luxury, I guess I never would have known this. Your man mm-hmm. cave. Yeah. It's Literally, like, yeah, honey, yeah, I'm yeah. going.
0: Out, I'm going out to the garage. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're <laughs> just going out to work on your hobby. You yeah. know, that's all it is. So that's
2: all it is. It's uh, it's fun. It's awesome. It's a very, it's a growing business. It's a legitimate business. Um, and I, I, I know where I'm going, but I don't know exactly what the future holds. Yeah. Because, I've. Been in contact with somebody that uh, that that knows somebody at QVC. Mm -hmm, QVC is My brownies got on there. It could explode, right? Mm -hmm. If I got my brownies in in the hands of let's just say Miles Garrett or Baker Mayfield, it could explode, right? So I like um, so progressively growing at 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 a at a manageable pace is is something that, that's, that just has happened, but yeah. it's it's something that I've been able to keep up with, and that's just and that's something that I just keep in the back of my head. Of course, yeah. I want the the big ticket, but with any, with most businesses, it's not gonna be like that.
0: Yeah, right. It, it takes time. Yeah, you're so. gonna have slower incremental growth, and I think that's fine. I mean, you exploded right out of the gates quick. There's no doubt about that, but I think majority of businesses, you have slow incremental growth. You know, like uh, Paul Gabriel told us, he's like, I'm okay if we do 1% a year, mm-hmm. just 1% growth a year. Like, that's a slow and steady type race where some people are like, you know, the meme stock. Oh, my God, I want to make 300% this year on my portfolio. Correct. You know, it's having that yeah. that patience. And I think your personality in general, Zach, is one that allows you – I think that would attribute to all of your success because just how regimented you are, you are allows you to be successful in bodybuilding. Because I'm sure not every person you get up on stage with, not every single one, majority, is not getting up that specifically regimented. I'm working my day around my business. Oh, and now I'm training too. Like – that's like telling somebody to work two full-time jobs. When you're in prep mode, that really is. It's, full it's two, job. it's two it is. full-time jobs. I got to be up at four. I got to hit my fasted cardio. Mm-hmm. I got to make these meals on Saturday and Sunday for the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I have to make 150 orders by Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think that type A type personality where you're a very checkbox type person, let me get it done. Like, has that always been you? You know, like, I know Mitch has told me some stories about yeah, having yeah. sleepovers oh, um, with you. You know, you guys are younger, Is yeah. that always been a thing? I guess that just was
2: ingrained in me. Like, yeah, yeah I guess like in, in high school, I, I wasn't, I did study, I did like, I did make sure I got all my homework done, I, before I hung out with my friends. Like I mm. was, and then once I got to like college and in, 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 in some engineering school, that's when I like, cause I'm away from my parents now, I'm, I'm by myself. I, I I could I could hang out with like the okay group or hang out with like the kids that were like, you know, working out and like cared about school. Mm. And of course, like I kind of choose, I, I just gravitated towards them cause I like, I, I kind of cared. So the whole checking the box thing, bodybuilding amplified that mm-hmm. because I had all these things to do. I got to go to the grocery store. I got to meal prep. I got to make sure everything's weighed out for tomorrow. I got to make sure I have my gallon done for that day, clothes laid out. So um, yeah, just bodybuilding really amplified that. And then having that skill set gave me, uh, and then I brought that to my business and it, it, it just, it, it came together perfectly
1: it's a very easy concept to put on paper right it's just the little things you do they they add up over time it's not one big thing Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of college business anyone who's wanting to be an entrepreneur anyone who's wanting to make um you know money in sales or whatever have you i think it's easier to say it's easier to say than do is hey listen you're not gonna you're not gonna have the the you know a huge sale just right away. Like you said, Paul Gabriel, everything money. It's one percent growth a year. It's mm-hmm. small. It's not crazy. It's not like gonna knock your socks off. Yeah, right. But you know, over time,
0: 1%, that's yeah, what happened. That's what
1: happens is yeah. you you're, suddenly you the lega- you're a legacy brand, just like uh, Marcus Ogden said last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, maybe you want to harp on real quick is, how important, really, are those, those little things? I mean, I, I assume just because of your success, they're, they're everything. No,
2: I mean, you said it best. It's the little things. So, like, if I don't post on social media, it's such a small thing. That's 10 to 15 orders I could not be getting. Mm. If, I don't, if I don't send the new brownie flavors to one of my photographers, that's content I'm not going to be getting, which will translate to orders I'm not going to get. So like a, yeah. it's all the it's it is a checked box mentality, but um, it's just making sure everything's in line, everything's um, everything flows, and just it's, it, it is the little things. It's it's making sure all the customer emails are responded to because um, if somebody lost their package, I gotta help them get it. And if and that customer, let's say they lost it, then they end up finding it, then they might be a customer for life. And that's what I realized, especially like when some. In the customer service industry, mm-hmm. not especially at the customers coming to me, not all of them are gonna be happy if they pay for something and like don't get it or they get it delayed. Just like anything in life, mm-hmm. you get something later, you pay for something, you want it now. Um, you if, if it's delayed, I have to handle that. I have to put out that fire. So, but I, I've learned, hey, that's, that person's a to person too. Um, do I want that, that customer for life or do I wanna just burn this bridge right now?
1: Huh. I mm-hmm. like that, I like what you just and, said, um, customer yeah. for life. I yeah, like it, that
2: and I've had to eat my own words. I've had to be like, hey, I'll send you another box. Don't worry about it. Um, I have had, I, I've had to lose a couple hundred bucks here and there. Um, but if that brings me a, a potential customer for the rest of Buckeye Brownies' career, then it's worth it. So yeah. um, it's just the little, yeah, the little things add up and, uh, and bodybuilding has taught me those things and I translated into my business. One thing that I, I, that, I, that I said that I'll forever say about Buckeye Brownies is that I went to, I went to school to be a project manager And then once I started this brownie idea, it was a project and all I did was manage it. I managed it every single day that it kept growing, kept building, kept being constructed Mm. according to plan. And it kept growing and everything ended up up working out. So um,
0: so yeah. Yeah, and I I don't think even growing is gonna be anything different. I think it's just gonna be continuously doing what it is you're doing. But stepping into spaces and just continually growing as as you go as well. I don't think there's any secret sauce or any special message that you gotta do. Like you you have the habits down. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's refining and adding a thing here and there. But at the end of the day, I think, dude, you got the habits down. Whether it's bodybuilding, getting on the stage, or it's cooking brownies, the business has grown. You've grown. Yeah. And you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So yeah. at the end of the day, man, it's like refining what it is you're doing now, perfecting it, and just keep it going and adding in the pieces and parts, maybe adding a baker, maybe adding, you know, somebody to just pick up the phones or handle all the e-commerce type stuff, you know? So and, that's
2: and, 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 and one thing that like, like I said, get, accepting help, that was one thing that, that was so hard for me to do, delegating, <laughs> it was so difficult for me to do. And then once I did it, I saw, boom, increase, increase in productivity, increase in product, being able to produce. So it, it came the same thing about email marketing, my website guy was like, "Sack, we gotta do emails. We gotta do emails. We gotta do text marketing. We gotta do all that stuff." I'm like, "I'm all right. I'll I'll get around to it. I'm okay." And then eventually, I'm like, "All right, gotta do it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. His, his name's Nick. He's a great dude. To so, Nick, let's get website going. Let's get text going. Uh, send me a, send me a proposal of what you would want from that um, a contract per se. And uh, and yeah, ran that and pff, that's an extra ten thousand in sales per month.
1: Mm-hmm. See.
2: From, and like and it's all those things. So um that's wild. Tr- trusting other people being willing yeah. to delegate i know um, gro- having growing pains is a good thing but you do want like i know if i want to get to that next level i gotta keep i gotta keep delegating mm-hmm. i gotta keep hiring yeah. so yeah. it'll definitely happen down the road no
1: doubt hey everyone thanks for tuning in to this episode of the elevate cleveland podcast dominic wrap it up for us as
0: chris stated at the beginning of this podcast We are licensed loan originators for the best mortgage company in the land. That is Liberty Home Mortgage. Guys, if you or anybody you know is looking to purchase or refinance a home, doesn't, doesn't matter if you've done this one, 10 or 100 times, call us, email us. The email is in the description below reach out to that email in the subject line, put looking to purchase slash refinance a home, whatever it is your goal is. Chris and I will reach out to you within 24 hours and we look forward
1: to helping you with whatever it is your specific home goal is. Thank you. Well, we're almost finished here. Mm-hmm. With, you know, second episode with Zach Buckeye, Buckeye Brownies. Yep. Um, listen, man, one day you could, your company could very well be a case study in college in a business one-on-one class. Mm-hmm. You know, your come ups it. and everything. That's awesome. I truly believe it could be, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. could see that in Cleveland State, you know, Cleveland State one day. That's right. Yeah. Your, your biggest one piece of advice you'd give to an up-and-coming entrepreneur, if they're, you know, they're going to be selling freaking pencils or <laughs> something, whatever. Sure, sure. What, is, what, what, what would you tell them?
2: Uh, two things. Uh, one, you just got to do it. Uh, it. It's very simple, right? Yeah. But when I was debating on quitting my job, I was obsessed with watching tons of Gary, uh, Gary Vee stuff. I love him. Yeah, and he harps on whatever decision you make, you'll never know the other side of it. Hmm. I could have been an engineer for the rest of my life, but now I'll never know that, and that's a decision I, I chose that I wanted to choose. But you'll never know the other side of things. So, like, if you have an idea, if you have a business that you want to start, if you have anything, clothing business, uh, a painting company, whatever it may be, like, just give it a shot. Mm-hmm. just 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 go just try and then just try just get your product whatever you love, whatever you think it is whether that's a skill an actual product post about it more than likely your close family and friends will be like I'll buy it or
1: mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot mm-hmm.
2: and then from there if it if it's if it's quality if it's a good product or a good service whatever that may be whether you're washing cars or you're, 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 you create paintings um, whatever, if it's a quality product those family and friends will tell more people and then it goes from there mm-hmm. and it keeps growing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, and with the brownies, people would take a
0: bite and be like, damn, mm-hmm. this is good. So just do it. What's number two? Number
2: two um, is uh, you, I was debating between two things. Uh, you might have to be okay with putting your goals first in front mm. of your per- in front of your personal life that's tough that's a good one because a lot of people love their personal life whether that's going out whether that's going out to eat whether that's going to concerts and stuff but if you have a goal in mm-hmm. mind and it's in a, a business goal entrepreneurship goal whatever it may be if you have that goal and you truly want it to make it ha- you truly want it to make it happen you have to put it first yeah mm-hmm. it has to be number one priority yeah it has to be so um and and, and if you do that for a month, two months, three months, and it's your number one priority. Maybe at month five, boom, it's your full time gig.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or maybe a month, yeah. Maybe at month five, you get a, you, yeah, you, you hit a huge, uh, you hit a huge deal with some company that, and now, yeah, now it could be your full time gig. So, um, those are the two things. You just got to do it, and you can't be afraid to make it number
0: one. Have sacrifices. Yeah. Awesome, Chris. I think we're wrapped up. Production team, we're good. Episode two, in the book, Zach Buckeye, we appreciate you coming out. Guys, we are on all streaming platforms now. That includes Spotify. That includes YouTube. Mm -hmm. That includes Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. includes Google Podcasts, literally any platform you can think of, Anchor. Go look it up. We're on there. On Apple Podcasts, guys, very important. We ask that you just simply go to our main page, scroll down a little bit, hit the five stars, and write us a review. I'm not doing a bait and switch. I promise you. It literally is two and a half minutes. I'm not going to suck you in. All of a sudden, it takes 10 minutes. As always, we appreciate all of our viewers all of our listeners go subscribe like it share it the butterfly effect guys you never know who it is you share it with and whose hands it ultimately ends up in and what advice helps change the world we appreciate your time today and we'll see you next week